Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends, anonymously, of course. As I was like about to start vomiting, Tom's like, oh, I've really got to go to the toilet. Oh and I was like, said, sorry, what? And I was like, don't fucking go there. I'm like yelling at him. And then the nurses walk in and I'm vomiting. She's like, where's your partner? And I'm like, he's taking a shit. Like I was so angry in my mind that he decided then, like I need to press pause on this. I've got to take a shit. Here we are. We're back. Round two, Steffi. Round two. Round fucking two. We had a bit of bad luck. This I was trying to figure out when it was I think it must have been three weeks ago um we came and tried to do this podcast at Steph's house and we got like pretty much all the way through I'm yeah, gonna we say got to the end of the we got to stories. the end of the podcast until we realized <laughs> there was some serious serious issues well Steph did and I could just see her face change and she was like I think I need to go check if this podcast is even here oh my god it fucked me up and I was, was like so such a good chat but we're laughing now because we actually can't really remember what like Thank I can god, remember no. what we talked about but like detail wise like I can ask the same questions because I want to hear it again because yeah. we were talking about just doing it straight after but I think it's good that we've I think it's three so weeks. much better that we waited yeah 100% and Steph um we I'm waited a bit because Steph was um sick though yes had a bit of just do you reckon you got it from the daycare like where does this come from i don't know apparently it's going around at the moment like gastro in general but yeah yeah so so we've had that was that was a that was one week then we had some i think we couldn't do it the next week and now yes you're away or something away or something so here we are we welcome steph Stephanie Birmingham. Thank you. Oh, God, the, that feels so weird to actually hear my name, know, Stephanie Birmingham. The better half of Thomas Birmingham of Hello Sport. <laughs> the other half. Did I say the better half? Definitely Yeah, the but I half. said other. Uh, I don't think I'm the better half. Yeah, or? what the fuck? I think you're the shitter half. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to talk about childbirth and kids because Steph and I, yes. as you know, are childless um we are quite childless apprehensive of having kids at times we get you know very nervous we talk about it all the time though like we discuss this probably nearly every day about the anxieties anxieties we have so whenever I'm with Steph and I feel like we've had like dinners and stuff like I always ask you so many bloody questions and I'm like why don't I just get you on the podcast so everyone else can hear our discussion (laughs) I talk about we were actually you and I were saying in the car like a whole there's childbirth but then there's like putting your personal trauma onto the child as well like or your body you mean like me no 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 like we were talking about like I was talking about like fucked up relationships and how yeah. families are fucked and I'm like you know, there are a lot of things about myself that I really don't want to put on my child, like my weird behavioural traits. Oh, 100%. And it's like that fear of like you're bringing this human into the world and you're putting your like anxiety, stress, mm. wig outs, like I'm impatient. 100%. And I'm like, I need to change before I do this. Yeah. Um, Because like becoming a parent or, a, you know, a mum is such a transformative like experience yeah. not only from like a you give birth and then you're now someone's mom and you have to sacrifice who you were and that yeah, old you is gone. kind of gone um or at least for a little while yeah um it, there is so much that you kind of need to work through with your own shit if you want to make sure that you're Kids like the best okay. version of yourself for them 100%. so then they're not 100 percent. i feel like that would be for me the only thing that would make me really change like where it's like 
I have eight months to work out my shit while I'm pregnant. But look, I don't think you necessarily and absolutely like go for it in eight months, but like, let's face it, it's going to take a lot more than eight months to undo like a lifetime of no, you know, like, bad habits. Yeah. And I think like for me, it was really more so with Zoe and I don't know whether it was like type of birth I had, I don't know, but I've spent so much time and maybe because you do have a lot of time on your hands you're doing things all the time, but mm. you're not using your brain in the way you used to. She but I spend so you. much time actually reflecting on my own childhood and things that happened mm. and like how it made me feel. And then also my own, you know, yeah, like baggage those pin- and how yeah. do I actually shift the things that, you know, I need to deal with personally mm. so that my daughters don't pick up. I know, which is, you know, it's so deep to think about it all. Yeah. Like there's so much to think about. Do you recommend so conscious parenting? The book? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That was a really, and it's a book that's not, it's not easy to read. Like it took me a while to sort of, like I was reading it and I had to put it down, sort of think it through. Um, but it actually prompted me to to um, try and find a therapist because I was like, I actually am just really curious, not from a perspective of I need therapy to, you know, it's probably one of the best like places I've mm. been personally and emotionally and mentally since becoming a mum. Mm. Like I feel like I don't have the anxiety that perhaps I did beforehand. Um, I'm a lot calmer, but I'm also a lot more curious about navigating Mm. some of the imprints that I might have from my own childhood or that of my own parents and how do I sort of reframe that. Mm. So like I've booked in to see someone, um, like to see a therapist in a couple of weeks. And that was all prompted by reading this book. So I was like, you know what, this will actually be really interesting to navigate and sort of delve into. Yeah. And understand it. Yeah. Do you think that before it might have been too hard to go there whereas now you're in a better headspace because sometimes I feel like going back to those memories or trauma with your parents you're like I can't even think about that like that makes me feel so uncomfortable absolutely but I also don't think that it nothing prompted me to go back there until I became a mom Mm. so before that I never it was almost like I tied it up left it in my past and was like all right moving on like yeah Yeah. shoved it it down shoved it down down. right down down. um no and then when I became like you know when I had Evie it was I think that's when it sort of started but it it's been a lot um it was highlighted after having Zoe and I feel like I've spent a lot of time in the last you know five Mm. months just reflecting on my own childhood experiences that I had also my teen years all of the I don't know I've just spent a lot of time pondering it and not in a uh, like negative way or but just really curious about Mm. it and and wanting to understand it a bit better I think because we would that's what we would we've been discussing this a lot lately Mm. because I we've had a few family things at the moment which has brought up stuff like this and I'm just like it's so crazy because, like, yeah, when you're growing up and just, like, or even now, like, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong or there's nothing really reminding you of anything and then something comes mm. up and all of a sudden you are thinking so deep into, like, the lineage, lineage, oh, my God, lineage. Lineage? lineage. I actually don't know how to say it. Of Le- family, like, trauma mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how that comes through generations yeah. and generations. Yeah, it's generational trauma that, like, And, like, yeah, how you absolutely. can stop it and fix yeah. it and, like, how some, like, you know, you know mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you start looking at your parents, like, Humans. Humans. Yeah. Then like yeah, your parents, yeah. all of a sudden they're not like these like God sent 
people. No, there's a lot of people that have it all figured out. Don't and the you think thing it's is, weird? All of a sudden, you start judging them absolutely. and judging their thoughts and decisions, and like it's such a weird transition. All of a sudden, such a weird transition. But I think <laughs> that transition for me happened probably in my twenties when I realized, oh, actually, you know, my mom and obviously my dad had passed away when I was quite young. But um, with my mom, I was like, oh, okay, she's not, you know, she doesn't have it all figured out. But the the sort of um, and perhaps I judged her more back then. Mm. Now it's more about actually understanding well, what happened to her in her childhood to make her the way that she is and what did her parents not break, the, the cycle that might be generational. What yeah. did she not focus on herself and then pass on to me? You know, 100%. like and I think it's those things where you actually stop and go, You're actually okay, well, I'm going to take down. ownership of what had happened to me in the past. Mm. And it's not th- – I mean, inevitably you're going to screw up your children in, to some degree. <laughs> like they're always going to carry something that, that well, they're unhappy with. characteristics, yeah, you know, qualities but, of each parent. But I would want to minimise the intensity or – you know, negativity. Well, yeah. that's what we're thinking. That's what we've literally been talking about over the mm. last few weeks, even mm. in more depth. We've been discussing it. Yeah, it's Just like, like how you were saying with your mum. Like, it's like you have this like respect, but also anger. It's kind of like for me, like my mum kept a lot of things hidden away, which mm. I have a lot of respect for. But then when I see traits of how she deals with stuff in myself and yeah. in relationships, I'm like. It's frustrating. I don't want to be like, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, there's so much. Like, did you think about that like before you decided or well, before well, you fell pregnant? You didn't really yeah. decide. Like what was it? What I mean, how did this come along? Like you were you thinking about you were thinking about having no, kids? No, like and, we I mean we Tom and I always knew that yeah. we wanted to have children and I think we were together for te- over ten years. Yeah. Childhood sweethearts. Um, <laughs> yes, teenage child, sweethearts, teenage I should sweethearts. say. But um we like always knew we wanted to have children. I think we sort of had in mind we were going to get married um, in Croatia 2020. Oh, that was always something so that we'd excited. sort of said. Um, but at this point we weren't even yeah. you know, engaged. It was just like, okay, that's what our plan was. Um, and then, yeah, just one morning I got up. <laughs> I decided just <laughs> to take a pregnancy test because I was a bit late, which was not strange for me. Had you been looking on like Google? Were you doing like the – you know, usual Google search being like, I'm feeling like this. No, like oh, I no. wasn't, I, it was literally, I was just late, but that's not strange for me because yeah. I have, like I have polycystic ovaries, yeah. so super irregular cycles. So I'd have pregnancy tests there just to like Double check, check. check, am I pregnant, yeah. put it out of my mind and yeah. then continue on. So it was like six o'clock in the morning on a Monday, <laughs> Tom left for work and I like went into the bathroom, peed on a stick, left it there, walked out, made a coffee in the kitchen, like just didn't think I was – like there was no inkling Nothing. I was pregnant. It was just, just oh, let me just, you know, put it out of my mind that I'm not. Yeah. Um, come back from the kitchen and I just see like two lines and I've I, like – Very clear lines. Very clear Very lines. Very obvious. And it was just <laughs> panic central. Like I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like running to the bedroom, called Tom. He's obviously at work and as soon as he picked up the phone – he just knew something. I was like, you need you need to walk away from your desk. Um, and he said in that moment, he's like, I, I just knew. Um, and basically I was like, oh, I, I'm, oh, my God, Tom, I'm pregnant. Um, and he freaked out. And then, I don't know, bizarrely, I like caught a cab to his work because I was just didn't know what to do with myself. Um, got there. Him and I were just like in this weird sort of – and it's shock. Yeah. Like we hadn't – we always wanted to have children but it wasn't a sort of definitive decision no. to have them then. How old are you at this point? I think I was 20, 
28. Okay. 20, was it 20? 2019 I felt pregnant with yeah but yeah. still kind yeah. of like in a weird way like I think some of your school friends had started no, had they or were you no, the first the first in a weird way though I feel like yeah when you're like the first it's even kind of scarier and more unknown in a way Absolutely. like now I'm kind of getting more and more used to because you hear more and more stories yeah, yeah, and everyone's yeah. kind of and I was saying you kind of it's the same kind of concept of like going through the HSC like doing all those big milestones that always seems so, so far away when yeah. you're like younger but as you near closer and everyone starts seven. doing it with you i know but you it becomes more normalized Real, yeah you know in a yeah, way yeah, like yeah. but for you maybe it wasn't it wasn't yet. and yeah. and the closest so you're essentially in year seven being forced to do the pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but it was you know like the 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 closest people to me that had had children was like my mum and my mother-in-law. Do you know what I mean? Like, so my questions were around pregnancy. I'm asking them. My mum's like, I don't know. I don't remember. Like, you know, it yeah. was it, there was not really anyone that, you know, that I was going through this journey or experience with at the same time. A hundred percent. So who did you talk to once you decided, obviously, like, this is it. We're having a yeah. kid. Like, to be honest, what did I've you do? read a lot. Like, I, I think the sort of fear of the unknown and the anxiety of, you know, impending childbirth you know like yes. months away but still impending childbirth I the way that I made myself feel calm was to read so it was you know lots of well there's so much books. out there isn't there there is a lot out there yeah and I felt like it knowing more made me feel calm but also mm-hmm. hearing like listening to podcasts like Australian birth stories and stuff I tried to put it in perspective and remember that I everyone who's mm. on planet earth was born to do this to, you know well like that's how they came into this yeah. world you know what I mean one they way or another born. they were born Ugh. so I just kept being like I'm not the first that's what my mom's actually said to me she goes you're not the first you're not the last like you got this you've got to do this you so it was no just kind of, yeah you have no choice so it was it, that sort of decision and the anxiety around it was taken away from me and you know through research I think I kind of wrapped my head around it so it didn't make you more scared because sometimes I'm like the thought sometimes of like researching and maybe looking too far into it. It's even like talking to people now and like hearing so many negative stories mm. about, you know, births and like, yeah. you know, because on movies it's so glorified most of the time. It's Everything's also wrong. And it's like, wrong. It's like the Hollywood version of birth is so wrong. Yeah, it's like it, it's weird not, though because that's yeah. what we grow up being like, oh, it's also counterintuitive. And sweaty and like, yeah, and then it's yeah. there and it's this moment of just like, ah. Yeah. Like, but also the way it. that they do it is like, oh, your water breaks and then you're like, so traditional. Shock, and then like, straight not. to the hospital yeah. and there you are sweaty, pushing and the baby comes out. Like it's, it's and that's a lot of the time that's not how it What happens. was your perception of having birth? Like what did you expect? I think I, I mean, I tried to prep myself with Evie's birth, which was my first I wanted to have a, you know, un, well, like a natural birth mm. without any intervention or as, as least sort of intervention Why did as possible. you want that? I don't know. I don't mm. know. Like I think. Your mum, I reckon. Maybe. Yeah, we've talked maybe. about this. But you like that? Yeah. Probably. Like I think my mum had always sort of said to me, like, oh, like we've all done it, you know, in the family, you'll be able to do it too. So there's sort of imprinted there. I don't know maybe it was me trying to prove to myself prove to her that I could do like I don't know did she have maybe. a very like strong eastern european mentality Absolutely. like get the fuck on <laughs> with it have you heard her accent yeah, yeah. like if you <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. were like mom I feel sick I don't want to go to school she'd be like you're definitely going to school oh uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like that but d- just in the sense when it comes to childbirth mm. her perception is well like she did you know all her births naturally 
You, her siblings did, her mum did, my yeah. aunties all did, you know? So, like, I think in her mind it's like, yeah, it's, it's fucking painful. And it works for me, it will work for but you. But it's just a rite of passage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there wasn't, there's no sort of... So I don't know, maybe but it's, it's probably where about it is. think about that, don't you think? Because mm. Eddie explained it to me, like we had a laugh about it the other day. Like, you know, a lot of women are thinking like, you know, they want to avoid having any kind of intervention. And like, he's like, it's so funny though, like, because if you are in pain, like, you know, in everyday life, like, if you've got a headache, you take a Panadol. Yeah. You're always trying to find that next kind of like fix, you know, yeah, if you get yeah, a tooth pulled out, you always it. have it. Yeah. But like women have this like thing about like having children without any pain do you have any pain I don't know do they want to feel know. it because it's, it's, it's different it, yes it's there is something that's like I don't know you could explain I, it I don't know better than me the way that I sort of thought about it going into it was that the pain was or at least the way you read about it yeah. the pain is there for a reason mm. and you use it and if you reframe it to not be pain to use it as you know different terms being pressure or whatever yeah. that it's there for a reason it's different. And it's a rite of passage to giving birth to your child. Yeah. And I'd heard so much and read so much about like the hormones at play and, you know, I guess the high that you get once you have your baby and the bond that you yeah. have with your baby and all of those things. So I guess in some respects that's what I was chasing and for whatever reason why that was my sort of desire. Yeah. And I have no – again, I want to preface this with like this was my personal experience. Mm. Some people – want nothing to do with it and that's you know they're like I want to you know be booked in I want to know I've got my epidural Mm. my baby comes out like there's nothing about my experience that you know is like better than anyone else's it was just that that's what I wanted it didn't happen that that way with you that's what we want to get into like yeah so working up towards the birth Mm. were you nervous like what was like yeah yeah and hadn't you started a brand new job Mm, yes so I literally started a job uh and you have to be there for 12 months to get maternity leave so like I was not planning at this point to fall pregnant and literally fell pregnant I don't know like three months into starting my job there and had to tell them and it just so happened that I like made I qualified for maternity leave by a matter of four days oh my god that was just crazy yeah 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 yeah. and like leading up to their reaction Oh, they were really supportive. Like I think, you know, yeah. I think if you're hiring women around that sort of age, you kind of like, like there's nothing days, wrong with it, right? You can't but do you know, anything really about it. No. Fuck. Well, you're yeah. fucking exactly, fired. exactly. <laughs> Get out of you. You're the job. person so doing were, the firing, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so they were super supportive. It was funny though, obviously, like between pregnancies. So like, I was at my job for a year, had Evie, took a year off, went. Went back to work and then fell pregnant three weeks later with Zoe. So like, <laughs> that, that I was have literally yeah. not been at work. I haven't really been at work for a while. <laughs> and then you obviously I'm on maternity got leave maternity again. leave yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, for another twelve months. Lucky you're yeah. at like a job that like that's so 100%. good. Um, and they love you there. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask for as well. Like when you're like first pregnant, like obviously your first pregnancy. Like there's so many weird things that I don't know. We probably think about now. Like just all the body changes and stuff. Like there's so many myths around like. Like, did your badge get really swollen and stuff? Like, what some people kind of my, stuff about? I didn't. I know that's a really dirty question. Yeah, but I was no, just it's not at all. That. I didn't have that, but I have heard that that can happen. Like, I think it's just the hormones yeah. and the way in which your body. Like, my weird sort of symptom of pregnancy was like my nipples were itchy early. Like they mm, tingled. That. And so that was when. Obviously, once I did the pregnancy test, then I was like, oh, my God, that's probably why my nipples have been tingling. Mm. But I had no idea what that was. And how about, like, 
sex stuff. Like, I was thinking sex that. Sex is fine. Like, like, but do you get you who you want to? Yeah, you go through waves. And again, different for everyone. Like I would go through phases where You'd want I wanted it. it more, other times where I wanted it less. And then it was funny because it got like later in pregnancy and I could see the shift in Tom where he was like Ugh. freaking out about <laughs> having sex. And it got to the end when he was like, I just, I just can't. Like I just, I'm just like, you're so like pregnant. And then the baby's head would be no. right there. And he's just, he was like I freaking out. I was like, who cares? Like, it's fine. And but so the baby's head is protected though. Like there's, a, there's a cervix, there is the a dick. mucus plug. Yeah. Like there is, nothing is getting in. Like, yes. Do you feel like less, like you felt fine having fine. sex? Fine. How do you do it? Yeah. Do they, you, you get on top. Like, I mean, yeah, but no, late pregnancy, that is not a vibe. <laughs> no. You do a bit of baby like, like, side, 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 like, yeah. side is probably the easiest because you don't have to move much. different anyway? <laughs> yeah. You don't move. No. Yeah. You don't have to do Starfish much. Time. Yeah, but like sideways. <laughs> you could not do starfish. No, I mean, but no. like it's like reminds me of like yeah. you know, when back in the day when boys would like call girls starfish. They don't yeah, that was moving. fucking evil. Yeah, I know that is mean. But you can you have an excuse when you're pregnant. Of course, yeah. you're not going to move much, you know. Um, okay, so the birth, mm. what we've come here for. Because I know you've had two really different birth stories, which I've obviously heard Polar about. opposites, yeah. And there's so many questions from both births mm-hmm. that I always have. But I think the biggest thing for you is, is you've had such a contrast. You've had two yeah. really, really different experiences. <laughs> so I want to hear it from you again. The first birth with yeah. Evie Rose. Tell yes. us, tell us maybe more so from a perspective of, I, you know, we were talking about from when it, the contractions first mm. hit and how you felt and like, the stuff that you had read, did that come yeah. into play straight away or did it just yeah. fly out that window? No, 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 it did. And I think it was because, you know, my birth with Evie was so long and <laughs> it was 42 hours from <laughs> start to finish. So fucked, yeah. But I mean, the latent phase, which is that early, um, those early contractions, and that's you typically the longest part of your labor. And that for me lasted 24 hours. But the reason it, so when it first started, I was super excited. I was. Oh, so uh, you were just ready. You yeah, were so, so ready. Where so were I was, you? I was at home. I was overdue. So uh, maybe by, by about a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that those like last couple of weeks, you are just desperate. And every day I was like, maybe it's today. Mm-hmm. So like, I just got over that. And, you know, people are constantly checking in on message. Like, is the baby here? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, no, I'm Fuck so off. pregnant. <laughs> so hot and bothered. Like it was the middle of summer. Um, so when it started, it was like six o'clock at night and I was making dinner for Tom and I, and then I started getting really excited. I was on like the Pilates ball moving around. The contractions aren't, I mean, you know, you can feel them, what but they're they not, like? it just feels like a tightening. Like you feel it all of a sudden coming in. But what, what can know. you relate it to? Can you relate okay. it to your period pains? Nah. Uh, Pelvic yes. floor exercises? Yeah, no. It's <laughs> like, okay. Do you know that feeling when you... Like it's like you're you're, about to shoot yourself. No, no, I can't even. It's like you know it's about to come before it comes. It's bizarre. It's like it's like a hint of it coming, and then you're like, oh, I think one's coming, and then it just comes over your body. So it's not like a cramp when you have diarrhea or anything. No, 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 it's different. Um, And those early ones are they're somewhat exciting, but obviously my frame of reference is I've, I've never given birth before. So these, I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, they're strong. But oh, thinking like, oh, wow, I'm smashing it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm literally yeah, yeah, yeah. killing I'll, it. I'll be, I'll be fine. fine. This is so not then bad. I had like, we went to bed and I'm like super excited running 
on adrenaline and Tom's like, you need to go to bed. But I'm like, no, 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 I'm giving birth tonight. And he was like, I, th- I think you should just go to bed. <laughs> anyway, so I'm – but because my contractions – and I didn't know this at the time, but uh, my pain was like very heavy in my lower back. At and that, that was time. because – as it was progressing. Okay. So it was getting really extreme in my back. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like we're, we're on here. But it, I was just having a posterior labor. So that means when the baby's position is spine against spine, which is not optimal mm. birthing position. They would hope and most sort of obstetricians and stuff tell you like, oh, in the throes of labor, your baby will turn. In my case, baby didn't turn. How do you know turn? if it's going to turn? Well, that's the, the thing. I, I don't know. Like that really stresses mm. me. This is a bit that stresses me out. Like, But again, you don't know, right? And there are things you could do I that like I didn't know at the nine. time. I didn't know what positions to get into. Like I just, I didn't know. Yeah. So would you, you know? say in your first pregnancy, you'd done a really broad reading? Yes. And then in your second one, you narrowed the focus because yeah. it's like you didn't really know yeah. what was what. But also like to be fair, your first pregnancy and, you know, first labor, you have nothing to compare it to and nothing mm. to to – um, you know, kind of hone in on to mm. go, okay, well, I know this didn't work or I know what this mm. should feel like. I didn't have that. Yeah. So again, early, early pregnant, oh, sorry, early labor, I'm thinking I'm in the throes of labor and I wasn't. <laughs> like this went on for <laughs> fucking 24 hours. So you stay up all night. All night. But I was having contractions. So they kept me up. And Tom's like half asleep, like trying to fall asleep between contractions. And I'm, they're coming every 10 minutes, sometimes six minutes. So I'm like, oh, my God, they're getting shorter. Like I'm – I called my mum. I'm like, mum, I'm in labour, like the full thing. And then it kind of – we got to maybe six in the morning. Then I crashed out and it kind of stopped. And I had a bit of a break, but stupid me, I didn't go to sleep. I just stayed up and was like, but why, where have they gone? <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm like staying up in this period. And, and, and then I'd get one maybe every half an hour. Like they were just really frustrating. And had I known what I know now, I would have done it very differently. But at the Can time I was just – you what you would have done differently? Well, like, firstly, I would have gone to sleep. <laughs> uh, secondly, I would have tried different positions to try and get the baby in the right position. But how do you know at the time that it's not well, in the right position? You the only know – labor could – like the pain I was having in my back could oh, probably so tell someone it was – yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, went through a whole day and just ate the, like the worst things you could be having during labor. You're meant to be keeping hydrated, have light mm. things. I'm sitting there eating like chicken noodles, oh my gosh, like magic chicken noodles, like dehydrating. Yum. I think I asked for chips and gravy, like just disgusting That's what stuff. I want. Yeah. And I was like, that is literally Ugh. what I will do. Yeah. But like, it's not what you should be having no. to what try and give you yourself. eating. Well, like you should be having, you know, like things that give Smoothies? you electrolytes and like, you know, kind of keeping you, I don't know, light. Not like Were you oh. hungry though when, when you were having uh, apparently so, so. apparently so no but they had sort of stopped over the day. Yeah. I would have them every half an hour. So I'm still thinking like, come on, this is I need my know, energy. But I should have been sleeping. Yeah. Anyway, so then that sort of continued until about six PM that night. And they started ramping up in the afternoon. And, and this changed you're up for twenty four hours already. You've yeah, been so, awake. Oh well longer because I didn't I didn't sleep from oh, Monday so night. Good. So Baby Tuesday went into labour. <laughs> Tuesday yeah. night, 6 p.m. went into labor. Wednesday afternoon, I still haven't slept. And by Wednesday um, afternoon, were you just like, oh my God, I, I was hate pretty this. wrecked. I was watching sex education on my laptop, like during contract, just weird, weird stuff. Weird like time. A, yeah, weird yeah. time. And then my mum said to me at six o'clock that night, so it'd been 24 hours, she was like, Stephanie, this isn't normal. Like, if you are in pain and you keep getting these contractions, they shouldn't be getting shorter and then longer again and then shorter and longer again. Like, is that true? You, yeah, that, well, yeah. You should prog- I didn't progress properly. Okay. So then we went into hospital um, and it, and they had sort of said to me, I'd been speaking to them over the phone and they were like, oh, it still sounds like you're in latent labor. Just stay home and rest. 
but I was exhausted by this point. You know? <laughs> How do you know when you're not in latent labor though? I don't get it. Latent like, labor. Is it yeah. Like it should be progressing and it gets more and more intense. And there, and I, I think midwives are quite in tune to know like they can hear in your voice a lot of the time or they can hear through your contractions where you're at. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very in tune with so it. So this could, this, like it could, that kind of, those contractions can mm. go on for ages like that's apparently so yeah that is so weird so then i went into i went into the hospital and that's when they checked um they were going to put us in a room and and let us sleep for a bit but then when they put the like monitoring uh like device on my stomach they sort of said oh your contractions are quite strong and your baby's getting a little bit distressed um and that's when it just all sort of from from i think i got to the hospital like i don't know maybe call it 7 p.m 8 p.m at night they then said okay we're going to try and give you um here are your options let's give you some morphine because you haven't slept let's try and give you some morphine so you can sleep and you said yes to that and i said yes to it which (laughs) now i wouldn't have said but again i was in so much pain and i was like oh i need to sleep and I, morphine actually Again, I want to, yeah, I want to hear about that. What's, so I think morphine, and they sort of say you have one intervention and then it kind of, I think it does have a yeah. bit of a knock-on effect. So I had the morphine so then I could sleep, but I yeah. think the morphine dopes out the baby a bit. A hundred percent. It goes um, into their bloodstream. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, How and again, wasn't How in. How <laughs> The word morphine, my ears freak out. It's like, so mm. funny. Mm. Yummy. So I had the morphine in the hopes to sleep. Got a shot of that in the leg, I think. Um, and the pain was just shocking in my back. Then they came in after, I think, call it 30 minutes. And they said to me, they were like, your baby's heart rate, you know, is, is getting a little bit distressed. We're, we're going to, you know, if you're happy, we want to speed things along. We're going to break your waters. So I'm like, okay, cool, break my waters. And they put this little like condom thing on their yeah, finger like, that has like a prick on like? the end. I, I mean, it's like a little, literally it's like a condom for a finger. So you didn't see them waking the up being like, this is the yeah, first thing like, we must do. It's like puts her hand in <laughs> and just like pricks my do you waters. you feel it? Oh, I mean, yeah, there's a hand what, going are inside. Are they poppy? Yeah. It's like a balloon inside. Is that what I can imagine? What is it's, it? I guess. It's like yeah. a, it's a sack. It's just a big sack. And they break it and then my waters broke. And then the pain went from like what I thought when I was like, oh, this is intense. Like yeah. the pain went to just a whole nother. Like what? What does it feel like? like? What does, like it's just like relentless. takes your breath away. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're – I was walking around this room like – in de- but also, mind you, I'm like working off no is it sleep. Stingy? No, it's not stingy. It's like, but mine was all in my back, so I felt nothing yeah. in the front. I mean, maybe I did, but the back over oh, yeah. was just so intense. And so, as I was having contractions, I felt the best way for me to handle them was to be on my tippy toes. <gasps> so I'd like lean forward <laughs> and tippy toe around this room, like, like you want a little lip- lip- yeah, and I was going. Around. Like screaming and then like making noises that were I like just animalistic. Yeah, 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 just. But I, what I was wasn't, Tom's face? Uh, I don't remember his face, but I I do remember that he was so so exhausted so, himself. And for so him, shocked. I think it was like, oh god, not again. You know, like you just you could just kind of see <laughs> that he was like, when's this gonna end? He's <laughs> fucked. Um, and so I did that for. So I got there at eight p.m. So this was till four a.m. So you ran around in your tippy toes till four. My tippy toes, and I also think I was like, I think I was naked. I don't know. Like you do, you do not give. How a much fuck. would you pay to see that footage now? 
I'd actually like to see it. It'd be funny. It'd be funny to <laughs> do see. Are they secretly laughing or no? no? What do you think I don't people think are doing? So. You don't notice anyone. I, look, I think you. the midwives were so busy that night. Like yeah. I, I didn't see them. They weren't in the yeah. room. And that was also something that I don't think was helpful for a first time. No, that was kind of scary. Tom and I had no idea what we were doing. He couldn't massage for shit. Like he just he had no clue, and he was so tired. And then it got to the point of like hours of me, you know, and then they came around. in and they were like, oh, do you, I said, can you see how dilated I am? So they did and they were like, oh, you're, I think I was six and a half centimetres. And at this point I was like, I, I'm, I yeah. can't do this I, anymore. Like this is, oh. I've got, you know, whatever, three and a half centimetres to, to go. go. I just don't have it in me anymore. Plus push. Yeah. So then I started going like, I need the epidural, like screaming for the epidural. <laughs> Finally, Here they came go. in and <laughs> as they're coming in to do my epidural, I start vomiting everywhere. Oh my God. From and the morphine or from the not, pain? I, morphine was like hours yeah. before this. So I think pain. that had worn off. It was pain, 100% Shit. pain. But I also now having gone through, because I had the same thing with Zoe where yeah. I had the vomiting, I think I might've been moving into transition What's that mean? Which is like kind of at the part of your labour where you go from, you know, the I think it's – don't quote me on this, but I think from like three to six centimetres is active labour and then you kind of go through a transition for, for the last – Got it. Dilation, really which is ready. the most intense, and then you're ready – then like you start to so push after that. So how much vomiting was – like how much vomit? Uh, like – the I mean, noodles were all there in chips. I don't remember. Did you see it? Do I not remember. There was like a bag. Did you reckon you're thinking into about like that? Like bag. all those, mate. That you are not thinking about gravy anything. and chips. The only up. thing, the only thing I was thinking about was as that happened, as I was like about to start vomiting. Tom's like, oh, "I've really got to go to the toilet." And oh I was like, <laughs> "Sorry, what?" And I was like, "Don't fucking go to that." I'm like yelling at him, and then the nurses walk in, and I'm vomiting. <laughs> she goes, "Where's your partner?" And I'm like, "He's taking a shit." Like I was so angry in my mind that he decided then, like. I need to press pause on this. I've got to take a shit. So anyway, he, he left. has really bad bowels. So. Well, clearly, yeah. Um, clearly, so this is a very important time in our. I'm like sitting on this bed. He took a break. How long did he? Who, you can't probably, he probably needed to be honest. Like it'd be Some funny time. to ask him. He probably didn't even need. to to take a shit he probably needed like five from the situation yeah and i can imagine him just sitting on his phone in the toilet that's so him but so um i then they come in and they're holding me so you have to be really still for the epidural and i, I remember them saying this could take you know 30 to 45 minutes like you've got to be and i just remember thinking like i don't like I don't, how am i meant to, how am i meant to stand still while this needle was going in somehow i managed it and and the anesthetist who did it was Phenomenal. Incredible. And did she did it within like five, no, within okay. like five minutes it was in. Um, so she To make was, everyone listening feel better because a lot of people mm, would have fears of the epidural mm, needle. You don't even give a fuck at that stage, hey? You could not. If someone said to me, the pain will stop with a needle in your eyeball, I'd yeah. be like, do it. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> like okay. there is absolutely no like that's Red the share. least of your worries. Yeah. Like that is – you are begging for mm. it. Yeah. Like okay. I can't Steph even ex- – ex- Oh, you go, Steph. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing else that you want in the world but that pain to stop, that's it, like, you know, when you're oh, in that space. It just say, like, as I said though, I think we talked about it. I remember mm. – this is what I do remember t- discussing last time we tried to record this. This feeling I always think about when I'm hungover in bed vomiting nonstop and I'm in a mm. world of pain – and all you want to do is get into one comfortable position and just you feel like a, a slight bit of just like yep. normal normalization for a second or you're just like, I just want someone to hit me and knock me out. Like yeah, sudden weird feeling you get. And I'm like, I always think about childbirth. So that's like, it. 
is this the feeling I'm going to yeah, have yeah. when I'm about to have a kid? Like I'm just mm-hmm. going to be knocked out or something. I need something. Someone right. bash yeah. me right there now. Is, I don't there, care. <laughs> there, is, there is an overwhelming and I'm I'm not someone who's cool with needles by any no, either. means. Yeah. Especially the idea of it going in my spine. Like absolutely not. <laughs> but it, it, that, yeah, it's overwhelming. Like there's nothing else that I could think about in that moment was then just like this has to stop. I can't, mm. I can't continue. And And Tom was like – it was funny because then I got it and then it started to like, you know, it takes a little while to kick in. And then I was just lying on this bed going like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever felt. And what Tom was, was like, it? What why it didn't, like? well, just nothing. Like you just a peace. Anymore, do you think? No, I've like, never, I've never, never had a yes. so I don't know. But, but <laughs> no, it's, like, it's like a paralysis. It's just like yeah. all of a sudden you just don't feel pain anymore. So I'm lying there. I was so exhausted. And Tom turned around to me and he was like, why didn't you do that sooner? Like, yeah. you're so chill now. And I was like, I don't know. So then I, <laughs> I we were both know. so chill. I think we both had a nap for like an hour. And then they came back in and they were like, oh, we're just going to check how dilated you are. Like, put a hand in, checked. She's like, oh, yeah, you've, oh, actually, no, I didn't. No. no so I can't feel this because more. I've got the, it's yeah. pressure. Um, and she's like, oh, wow, you're nine and a half centimeters. She's like, you know, you're almost there. There's just a bit of like the lip of your um, cervix has to sort of like. Yeah. <laughs> I love the description. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. The lip. I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, and then we're going to let the head drop into, you know, the, oh, the sort of little... birth canal yeah. and then we'll get you to start pushing. So I'm like, oh this is phenomenal. This is amazing. I've just woken up from a nap, called my mom and I was like, you should come into the hospital now. Um, so my mom comes in. And then I remember them coming in a few times. I'm lying and I'm, you know, pretty relaxed. But then they kept coming in and they were a little bit like, oh, we just need you to get you to roll over to this side or like we just need to try this, we just need to try that. And at the time I didn't know how like Evie's heart rate was, um, like she was going into, you know, fetal distress. Yeah. Well, it probably wasn't fetal distress by that point, but she was getting a little bit distressed with the um, contractions and stuff. So then they came in and I had at this point, I had four obstetricians that kept coming in, including the professor of obstetrics for the That's Royal Women's. But I was, I was fine. I was like, the more the merrier come in. I've come got my legs up in stirrups. Like, oh my God. They were like, we're going to get you to start pushing. And I was going, come on in. Like I didn't, there were students in there. I am paralyzed. And the funniest <laughs> thing is. Legs up on the big you, But you do not care. And they're coming in and I'm like smiling at these people and they're all just like looking down at my vagina going, they look back at you and they go, you're doing such a good job. Oh, don't. But like, it's, you don't care So wait, do you all. have a robe on? Are you naked? Uh, oh, I think I might, might have had like a big T-shirt on at the and top. And they do use stirrups still. That's the thing. Like the little oh, thing where you put your feet in. I think it was the... either stirrups or it was like I had two midwives holding my legs. And this is when they were like, we're going to let you try and <laughs> Sorry, push. But because Evie was going image. through, um, they were getting a bit worried about her heart rate. They were trying to work out, and I didn't know this at the time, but they were coming in trying to work out whether I might need to go to emergency C-section, like how bad is the situation. They did like a little um, swab on her head where they like took a thing off to see her blood to see how high her lactate was, which is crazy. And then they were, you know, at a point where they were like, we need to get her out. Um, So, you know, we're going to give you 15 minutes to try and push. We know you want to try and get her out. But if it doesn't work, like, you know, this is, you know, we need to get her out. How do you feel then? I was okay at this point because I was like, you know, like I I, I didn't feel the stress. I didn't know what was, Mm. I guess I didn't know how bad it was. Yeah. Um, And, but my mum could tell that something wasn't, because when I actually was coming to like the pushing bit, four obstetricians, two pediatric, um, 
uh, doctors yeah. were there. It was crowded um, all of a sudden. Nine, yeah. there were nine people in <laughs> the room. From no one to nine. Yeah, including like, you know, the professor of, of like the head of obstetrics wearing his tweed jacket like oh, in wow. there. You know, it was very it weird was, all of a sudden. But I'm like, great, like off we go. Yeah. Like, Where is my Tom like, at this I, point? He's yeah. there and he's chill. Like we're yeah. both like, yeah. we, we didn't realise, but I could see my mum was getting a bit stressed and I was kind of getting annoyed at her. Like why, why are you <laughs> being stressed right now? Anyway, they let me push and at this point she got to like the divot part. There's like a there yeah, yeah it's a bit there that they kind of need to like push their head yeah. out and they can get stuck as you're pushing so i'm pushing her out but like i'm excited can't feel anything so they're telling me i could feel the, sur- the yeah, surge coming <clears throat> i was going oh i think there's one coming and they're like yes oh, so now do, push is a natural feeling still coming i felt through. it some people don't that's I felt which is why no it can be dangerous in some circumstances with an epidural because you can't feel anything maybe yeah. yeah you have to get told when to push yeah so i yeah. could feel when the surge was coming so i i would say it's coming it's coming it's coming and i do like three huge pushes to try and get her then it got to a point where her heart rate was really bad and they but because i was already at that point they were like look we're going to intervene you know are you comfortable if we um uh, use instruments like we need to get her out and by this point I was like get her out like if that's you know if that's your you know professional did you ask what of, instruments are you using well they were like we're going to use the von twos yeah I'd we're going to so give you scared. an episiotomy and again I had done enough reading about these things to know what they were but I think by this point I just wanted to meet my baby. I was yeah, like, you know, I've done out. the epidural. I've, I've, you know, done all of these things. Like, just get her out. And you're so close at that point. So like close. It's just so there. close. Yeah. And then what's a vontus and what's an episiotomy? So a, a vontus is like a, the suction. So you can either have a vontus or you can have uh, the the. Yeah, what I have. What you yeah. asked them. Um, yeah. What are they called again? Um, uh, forceps. 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 <laughs> and, yeah, so Evie had the Von Tuss, So that's it. But is that in order gentle? to get it in, mm, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they both have their pros and cons. Yeah, right. Um, so they said that we're going to have to do an episiotomy and basically they just get these like, I think they're like scissors that are like pre-sized. I just don't and know literally, how I'm going to go with that. They, but you, you don't, I didn't feel anything. All I heard was, no, like you just hear just the little like snap, and you feel, don't you feel the pressure? I was I was holding <laughs> I was holding Tom's hand. I just turned, and they did it, and they get the von Tuss in and pulled. So they pulled her past that divot, and then they let me do like two pushes and and actually get her out. And she came out after that. She came out. Okay. So the von Tuss first, and they moved. So it, it does work. And then they let me push. Right. So I got to push her out. But then, so I'm expecting like oh my God, I've just had my baby, like put her on my chest, this crying, but no, like she came out, got put on my chest and she was just like, I just remember her eyes looking back at me, but there was no noise. Mm. There was nothing. And then they were like, dad, you need to cut the cord. So you cut the cord and they just like took her to the like resus table. So she wasn't like resuscitated, but she was, um, I'd forgotten to mention that I had, she had, done a poo so there was meconium in my yeah, waters that was also that. why was they like, were really what? stressed yeah. and that was the reason why they didn't when babies are born some they are stunned a lot of the Is time that their first poo ever yeah that's it crazy yeah no i know but it's um, funny to think that that's like their first yeah, poo it's like black and yeah. like tarry but so when babies come out a lot of the time they are stunned and the obstetricians or the midwives sort of hit them on the back or like yeah. they they get them to do the first cry which then prompts a breath mm. but because evie had done a meconium they didn't want her to take a breath but no one explained that to me so then when she's out on me i'm like she's why like why is my baby not crying like can someone make her cry and all i'm hearing is just this suctioning and they're like pulling out oh. there's no noise so the whole time i'm just lying there going oh my god oh my god like she's not 
She would have been so much shocked. So much fucking shocked. It's so weird to think about. The poor thing. And then so she's on this table and I'm just looking at her like I haven't even Mm. had a chance to like hold her. Yeah, like it was just on my chest and then they took her. So then I went into full like shock mode. Shock. It wasn't like a panic attack, but it was something close to where everything just like I went into, you know, complete shutdown mode. And all I just kept saying was like, is my baby okay? Is is my baby going to be okay? And like I felt like, and maybe they were telling me things, but you know when you're like in that heightened state of anxiety, you're, you know. Everything's so muffled all of a sudden. Yeah, you don't actually, you can't reason. Mm. So, um, and then they like did her whatever whatever they needed to do at the table they put her in one of those little like incubator things incubator things and then wheeled her out and they were like you didn't even remember what she looks like nothing i didn't even see her she just put on my chest for like literally two seconds and then tom quickly went with her so then i'm like lying in this room are any nurses going or you're just in a panic state i i think the obstetrician was trying to talk to me and he was like you know getting ready i had to like birth my placenta and he was i remember him asking me like what do i do for work or something and i remember sitting there being like is my baby like just yeah. wasn't listening to what he was saying and I could see that he was trying to distract me but I was like but is she gonna be okay and I remember he kept saying like I don't know what else to tell you like how how for you to believe me like you know that they're, they're she's in good hands mm. did it but again that means nothing, nothing. to someone yeah. who's just that had a baby never reassure you yeah and like I'm not holding her anyway so that was that was really traumatic and I don't think I necessarily understood how traumatic it was until afterwards where it was like oh that wasn't the birth I expect because I was prepared I had my ideal birth plan but I was also comfortable for it to go to shit and I said that to myself to be like, you know what, whatever, it's, it's a day, it. you you know, you never know what's going to happen. It's not going to be I a three-day affair, which it was. <laughs> but I wasn't prepared for the what if my baby comes out and everything's not okay with her, mm. you know, like if that was something I wasn't prepared for. And then my mum was in this room and I can only imagine how traumatising it would have been for her to be watching this, oh, like her daughter having a baby for. that wasn't, you know, that wasn't sort of what they should be oh. when they're born. So she went into full, you know, like shutdown panic mode as well. So we're, her and I just sitting in this room and midwives after they sort of stitched me up, the, the obstetrician left and then I'm just like sitting in this room and a midwife would come in every now and then and like clean up the floor and be like, oh, do you need to have it? You know, we're going to get you in the shower now. What, and I'm just already? sitting. Yeah, it was That's bizarre. A- like it was, and I was like, but where, I don't know. It was, where it was, was Tom? A vi- Tom was with her in, in oh, intensive he just care. Went. Did he like say goodbye, I'll deal with this? Or no. no well, left, I was yeah. like, go with her. Okay, like I can't, so you, you go. Yeah. So he went with her and I don't think he understood the level of like stress I was under because yeah. I kept messaging him going, please, Tom, like just tell me the truth. Like is everything okay? And he was like, yeah, she's fine. They're just putting it like he just didn't get didn't how much. Maybe that's you know. In a way. I suppose like if he rang you stressed, maybe, like maybe. you would have been like, No, he oh, was so yeah. chilled. He was like, oh, so, no professionals here. Yeah, they Evie doing. was fine. Evie was fine. She had to be like they had to put a snorkel on her. Like it was oh, hilarious. She had like so this weird. huge like snorkel thing she had tubes going everywhere needles in or out like and they it's really hard to find babies like veins because of the poo yeah but they were worried that she had like inhaled, inhaled the poo it, and then there was something to do what with her lungs that they had to so flush they them do inhale the poo like badly. i think it can be like well, they had to put her on antibiotics just yeah. in case she had like there was a lot of things toxic that they do. right yeah, yeah. And because babies they can deteriorate so quickly so they have to do, they have so to little. just yeah, yeah they have to do everything to try and avoid that situation was it really triggering having a look in ICU? Mm, it was. And also seeing like, and again, it really, Evie was in there 24 hours and those 24 hours were stressful, 
but that was just a tiny, tiny slither of like the beginning. And yeah. but then I got to take her out of there and I get to have, so many other you know, skin on skin. And I got to breastfeed as soon as I, you know, had recovered and went in to see her. So like, and I got to take her you know, out of ICU and yeah. into our room so 24 lucky, hours later. Yeah. Like I was, we were so fortunate and having that insight into seeing how some of these babies oh. live there from 24 weeks onwards and their parents have to come in every oh, week. so fucked. I like don't even it, know how people do yeah, that. It was, yeah, it was very, it was definitely something where, you know, we we were. Because you don't see that side really. No. We don't really want to ever think of that side no. of anything going wrong. So and the like, nurses yeah. and, you know, they're all just incredible and the work that they do in there is you know, amazing. amazing yeah um but i really do like we met some of the the, the parents that were going yeah, through that and had, had so many people in there as yeah, well yeah but it was only again it was only for 24 hours but because you're constantly going it was either tom or i always there you meet other parents that are going through the same thing that you know have these tiny tiny little babies like in there and aliens yeah, yeah. and you, that's you know it's so and precious. it's like you can feel the pain with them absolutely. because it's like absolutely this new and there was a there was pain. a there was a sense of guilt as well that we sort of felt just being able to be like because everyone was so welcoming to us when they saw that we were like new parents yeah, to the to the NICU yeah and then all of a sudden we just get to like wheel our baby out and be like see ya twenty four hours yeah. later Good so luck it did with everything it's yeah so weird. it did yeah. felt quite like it did feel quite um yeah just like a position of yeah. feelings there anyway going Sorry. back to your second birth with. Yeah. Zoe, who yes. has just joined us, so yes. keep an ear out for her yeah. cute little noises. She's on the mics. <laughs> um, so I think having had obviously a, a prior birth, I knew what I wanted to attempt for. And again, it was I wanted to give it my best shot to have, you know, a birth. I wanted a water birth which meant, you know, least amount of intervention. No epidural there, yes. girl. So like nothing, you know, I didn't want to have the morphine, didn't want to have the epidural, didn't want forceps, any of it. Um, and it was interesting because I think uh, Tom's perspective on it was, well, why don't you just like, you know what last time turned out to be? Mm-hmm. So why don't you just get an epidural and like call it a day? And, <laughs> you know, like we don't have to go through this again. Which was really interesting and we actually had to have a conversation. Like I had to sit him down and, and, and sort of say, this is what I want to try for and I need you to be on board with me but genuinely be on board with me mm-hmm. because I'm going to pick up your energy if you're sitting there rolling your eyes about the fact like, you, you know, this again yeah, like I need you try. to be my birth partner. Mm. Want to be ex- yeah. in every sense of the yeah. word. Did you explain why you wanted to yeah. do it this way? Yeah, and I, it was more, again, just around like I really wanted to – it was, I don't know. It's like a rite of passage. Mm. I really wanted to experience. Experience. Yeah. In a way, do you blame the intervention on what happened with the first birth? Is that what you have kind of connected oh, the two together? I, I think. I think it didn't help. But mm. again, there were so many things that didn't help. Yeah. I didn't do. I didn't know to get in the right positions to remedy the fact that I was having a posterior labour. I didn't have. I was on a different birth program at the hospital. So the first one, I was just in the birthing suites at the Royal um, uh, Hospital. And then the second time with Zoe's birth, I was in the midwifery group practice, which meant that I had a dedicated midwife the whole way through. They're on call for you. And then when you go on like into birth, they're the ones. So you've got a relationship with them. They know your birth story, history, sorry, birth history. If you've had a previous baby, they're kind of on the journey with you the whole way through. I know this. I feel like it's like we were saying top secret. Like we shouldn't be well, a lot advertising of, this on the podcast. Because I don't want anyone a lot to of know women. About it. A lot of women. <laughs> you know, it. it's very very highly sought after, and I think there's only twenty women 
per month that get on this program crazy Crazy. why why is it so limited so it's only like 160 a year then roughly and the government that's nothing for this because Mm -hmm. they are wanting to test the differences between i think it's that they see well like it's midwifery like lead so the the sort of philosophy around Mm -hmm. it is as little intervention as possible and they believe that that's the best way yeah and i think that's kind of you know what they're trying to um you know, facilitate. And they talk you through this when you go to these classes and stuff like that. No, I didn't go to classes with them. Like I'd done calm birth with Evie. And then when I was pregnant with Zoe, my midwife and I, like we just aligned on what type of birth I wanted to have. And she was super supportive of that. Um, And she wanted to see me have that, you Mm. know, birth that I wanted. And so her and I just worked together where she would, you know, give me sort of tips on, okay, you know, leading up to your pregnancy in the last like 12 weeks. So in your final uh, third trimester, don't sit with your legs crossed. Don't sit, you know, she was sort of coaching me how to do all of these things of how to not have your baby sit in a posterior position. Um, What are the, some of the other ones asking for a friend? Uh, <laughs> um, well, there's all these other things that I was doing with Evie, which, which did nothing, but like, you know, eating the medjool dates, um, yeah. eating pineapple later on. Cause it's, I think it, you know, particular, um, thing. And these pineapple. are all proven points. No, they they're, not. Oh, they're not. They're not. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like I did everything that, you know, whether or not they worked, it's the whole thing with like eat spicy foods or yeah. like have sex and it'll bring on labor. Like, I don't know whether any of that. But they is. like though, look like if you have the same issue, like what happened with Evie, like that could happen. Like were they warning you? That she that said that could I could be posterior, but again. she was so positive about the whole experience from the outset. And she was very, she kept saying to me like, stop projecting what happened the last time and expecting the same thing to happen. It's a different birth, birth. And she's yeah. like, it's your second birth. So that helps. Like you, your body's second been through this books, before. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, you know, your body's been through it before. It knows what it's doing. Which is better, um, isn't it? Absolutely. Isn't it? So, yeah, your body yeah, just kind of turns it's on happens naturally. happens a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so she, but she also recommended that I did a birth debrief on my first birth. Cause she's mm. like, you need to work through the trauma and the fear that you went through with Evie so that you don't carry that into your second labor. I know. Cause that's which, when you're really going to, yeah, which struggle. I'm so glad that I did. Cause I feel like I kind of put it to rest and then I could focus on preparing myself for Zoe's birth. Do you reckon like as well, I was just thinking like, even probably speaking for Steph, like if we walked into one of these, if we let's say that mm. we got accepted into doing this mm-hmm. amazing like midwifery, what's it yeah, called? Midwifery, midwifery group practice. Midwifery group practice. Are they like kind of like looking at you being like, I just don't think this bitch can handle this without any drugs? Like, do you reckon like they could be like, this isn't going to work? So it's I don't no know. point giving you this opportunity to do I don't know. Well, they do. The That's thing is, I think. But an epidural is, is an option, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, they're yeah, pretty, so. they're not really wanting you to do it. That's the whole point of the midwifery group is I mean, to like have yeah, a natural yes, intervention. I, I, I think. Like, I don't know. I think they're sort of, you know philosophy Mm. is that sort of least intervention as possible and let the woman's body do what it's sort of you know made to do like that's kind of the headspace but in saying that they're also very supportive like if you wanted to have an epidural in that program they still you're right next door so the birthing suites 
and the midwifery group practice share a door. Okay. So if anything happens in an emergency sense, you get rushed into so the next door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So hypothetically, if yeah. I got, as Ella was saying, accepted in, yeah. can I say from the outset I want an epidural or maybe I keep that so. to myself till I the think end? I so. Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> keep that when a you secret. Apply, when you apply I'm for it, you don't, you. you don't put that on the paperwork. I would absolutely they not. They, it's not a question. So all they ask you is like, when's your due date? And then I think they do it on random. They leave a few places for returning mums. So, like, I would get priority having had a birth in there before. Um, And then they pick whatever, 19 other women or, you know. And how did you, like, know about having a water birth? I think, I don't know. I always, like, I'm obsessed with baths. Like, baths. I always have been. Like, love them. They're the best. And so I just really wanted to experience it. Mm, And I wanted to experience a birth where I could move around and I was like active. Mm. Whereas with Evie, I was just stuck on my back by the end. It's so true because you forget you're actually paralyzed. Yeah. (laughs) You can't run or walk anywhere. Like you're you're actually like chained to the bed. Yeah. Which would be so weird. And with like, Water birth, obviously, though. I just have, like, don't you reckon on, like, Instagram or when you look up, like, water births or you hear it, like, it's They're all very like, hippie. It's, like, a hippie. Like, it's got a hippie connotation Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Like, like, when Courtney Kardashian no. went to that water birth and she was, like, <laughs> oh, you're, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I remember that. Holy shit, I would have been like yeah. that. But, no, so, look, Zoe's birth was really different. I had, so I had done yeah. a lot of preparation. I had read... Um, like hypnobirthing books and, you know, I had done a lot of work to prepare myself mentally mm. to go into this and try and give it, you know, my best shot. And you were meditating, weren't you? Yeah, so I did like meditations, visualizations in the end. Like I would, you know, do a lot of, probably not a lot, but like, <laughs> you know, yoga and things like that to try and get my body in a place that, you know. Oh, gosh. Don't want to get it? That scared the fuck that out of me. You want me to get it there? Why are you yelling, just leave the delivery? <laughs> Walk away. Well, it's probably something for Tom. It's always delivery spaghetti. Hey? That kind of shit just scares me. Like, I go into, like, freak out mode. Oh, yeah. What is this, I was like, is that for me? <laughs> oh, my God. It's for me. Is that for me? I was like, how did they know I was here? <laughs> That's a big blonde moment. That's a big blonde moment. Um, Oh, I wanted to ask as well how you reframed the pain into and the language around the contractions into something else. Because can I, after, I'm going to tell this story and then you can tell it, but you said you reframed the contractions Mm -hmm. into surges. Yes. And lately I've been getting really bad, like neck pain and pain in my jaw. And in bed I'm like, this isn't pain in my jaw. This is just something to do with my teeth. It's going to get fixed soon. You're going to get Botox in your jaw. Everything. And I like, it actually As what? makes me feel a bit better. Like I'm like, stop, stop tensing up. Stop yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. this is pain. Just breathe. And it's kind of helped me. So thank you. Mm, yeah, oh, so welcome. You yeah, but sorry, um, tell me. No, well, yeah. So I had like through the hypnobirthing and it was something that I learned through the calm birth course with Evie when I was pregnant with her. But I, again, wasn't, maybe it was the length of the labor, but for whatever reason, I did all the counterintuitive things. So every time a contraction would come on, I would stiffen up. (laughs) I'd be like tight, like my jaw would tense up. And the whole time in my head, I was going like, just stop, 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 (laughs) as the contraction was happening. Um, Whereas with, so I had that experience to work off and then visualize, okay, well, I can't do that this time around. 
And so I do visualizations and also like I learned pressure points where like in your jaw is the, like the, it's very closely sort of um, connected with your pelvis. Really? Mm. Yeah. In your so jaw? Like, yeah. So I would, uh, you know, do pressure point massages in my jaw to make sure that it was like Wait, super. you go get that done? No, I do it. I did ah. like acupuncture. Um, We've got I to do massages weekly. Like I was super indulgent with Evie's, with and Zoe's pregnancy. So do you think though this, all these things though did Absolutely. make a difference because Massively. you were mentally more yeah, prepared yeah, yeah. as well and yeah. you just knew what you yeah. had to do really. You were yeah. more educated in a Definitely. And I had also way. done like this time around, I made a, like a, a mood board. <laughs> like we need to had, talk about these fucking yeah, things you yeah. made with Tom. Like I'm so not I literally passing him, that. Like gave him... Uh, little like you know those study cards that you do at yes. school where it's yeah. like you palm this cards. This is making me horny. I created palm cards with like uh, I literally had gone on Google and like uh, looked up like birthing positions and then printed them out, cut them out, pasted them to palm cards, and was like giving it to Tom, being like, "These are all the positions you can try to like move around, so like distract me." Um, you know, I was like, "I want." Uh, incense in the house i want mood lighting like no bright lights <laughs> i'm all massage. here for the lighting no lighting yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everything such a difference. yeah so and he again was like i think he laughed at it in the beginning but then we had to have another serious conversation where i was like mate like i Is need to sit help. down yeah i was like we need to talk i was like i'm <laughs> sensing that you're not taking study now study now seriously <laughs> anyway so it's then like he's your seriously and then um Leading up to it, I noticed a few times like I'd catch him just flicking oh, through the mood board. That makes like, me want to cry. I so think that's kind of cute. cute. Really cute. Um, so I had <laughs> done a lot of like mental preparation to be like, okay, I I know what I did wrong last time, so I have a head start. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it wasn't. But those cards didn't come into play, though, did they? You Nothing. were just like, fuck no. it. So no, you because don't I kind of did. No, I, no, I do because oh, I do. think he tried different things and he knew that I wanted like freezing cold water with a straw in it and like oh, you had things like, like that really like yeah detail noted I was everything. like this is what I want what else did time, you have on there because it's like uh, everything that makes you pressure happy pressure point massage um what music I wanted in the Ooh, background what music did you play oh, it's a hypnobirthing like playlist oh my god I love like that music? oh it's so relaxing I can play it for you after it is so relaxing oh my god can you send me this yeah, stuff yeah, it's on Spotify um and yeah, so like I, I was like, I want to be low on the floor. I want the the yoga ball, like the big Pilates. Yeah, ball. but you don't really. Were you sliding off a mat or something? Did Tom? So tell this me? is when I went to the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really get it. Was when you went into sliding on the floor. I was like literally right? on the floor, naked, <laughs> no. like just birthing. No, just but when we were away. home, when we were home, so with with Zoe's birth, I started having the earlier contractions, maybe around six, seven yeah. o'clock at night. But they were like, you know. Again, I had reframed it. So I was like, this is not painful. This is just my body opening. And I kept visualizing like in, in hypnobirthing, they tell you to visualize a flower that's opening. So I just kept doing that's that. Nice. And I was like, like Thumbelina. Like, you've been on nothing. like psychedelic drugs. <laughs> and I was like, this is fine. It's nothing. Then I went to bed and I started ramping up and I was like, uh, I feel like something's going to happen tonight, but I want to get my hopes out. So I'm just going to try and, and get some sleep. you weren't nervous at this point. You went no, like, oh, no, I was excited. No, I was like, again, bring it on. <laughs> I was, by the end of this, I was like, bring it on. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm But really you'd ready. effectively dealt with your trauma and then yeah. done a lot of work a to get work. to where you had yeah. were at yeah. that point. And so I got to bed, slept maybe for 45 minutes and got woken up by, you know, like surges coming on that were a lot stronger. But so a surge is a contraction, reframed. So Tom was in bed and like he had just sort of started to doze off and I woke up and 
I, you know, was trying to just breathe. So like I'd practice the sort of meditation breath and hypnobirthing breath um, and would just work through them. So I was like completely silent. Did it work? Just worked Absolutely. Yeah. So like I sat in bed for maybe from like call it 11.30 p.m. till about 1.30 Two hours wow. of contractions, did not make a sound, just sort of like, mm, It's very like Wim Hof, you know, it. Wim Hof, you know, the guy? Yeah. Is that the, um, the breath? The breath work thing? guy? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. my dad really um, is all for that. Yeah. yeah. So, so good. It was like breathing through it, wasn't really making any, you know, like sort of, like wasn't resisting any of it, just went with it. And that's yeah. what I had to really reframe was that it just is, it's just there. Don't just wish it, it away. Just be in that moment mm. when you're having it because it's doing something that it should be doing. And I was probably there till about 1.30, called the midwife, said that I had had, you know, was having surges. And she's like, oh, well, I might be seeing you soon. But again, I didn't want to get my hopes up. I was like, you know, we'll see when it happens. It happens. Ride the wave. Yeah. Um, and then at about 2, I had to get up and leave the bedroom because I was starting to make more noise. Can at I that point, ask- Tom goes, so do I just stay in here? Or? And I was like... <laughs> No, mate, you don't stay in bed. Like, I'm in labor. Yeah, like, like, get up now. Get, where's You're your training? Going at? Through like, this yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Is so hand He came in and he tried to set up the living room for me to labor. And he made a cubby house out of our couches. Like, put them together, put like a blanket. And I was like, what Tom, this is, is this? Like, not, this is not, not my mood board. No, no, no. I want Catch a yoga mat. Board. I want space. So then he set that up, put the music on. Um, and then I laboured here for, uh, I'm going to say, maybe another hour and a half. And you were fine. You weren't like thinking no, your head, I, I need was, an epidural I was in pain. Soon. I was in yeah. pain when it would come on, when they would, you know, when the surges would be like really in the, in the but, yeah. but I also was okay. And I kept saying to him like, no, right. no, we don't need to go anywhere. And, he, and the contraction timer app was saying I was having contractions every five minutes. And it was like, you need to go. To, like it kept saying yeah. you should probably head to hospital. Why didn't you want to go? Because I just kept thinking, like, I'm so far off. Yeah. This is not that painful. Like, it's intense, Yeah. but I'm, I'm working through I'm it working and I want to stay it. home. Because okay. yeah, when yeah. you get to the hospital, it, you can sort of slow down if you, yeah. if you get there too soon. I got in the shower. Anyway, he called the midwife and the midwife said, okay, put her on speaker. She's having contractions every five minutes. Let me listen to them. And so, yeah. So then he put it on speaker and she listened to a couple of my contractions and she said to Tom, I think you guys need to come. So what are you doing? What noises are you making? For them Just to be like, like, come in now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you literally sound like a birthing cow. A big moo cow. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and so, but again, I, I was... I still felt like I wanted to stay home. I was I, in my mind. I, I didn't think God, I was. You ready. could have had a buddy home birth. <laughs> Seriously. So we went to literally. Yeah. I packed up. Uh, Tom's mom came at three thirty. We got in the car, drove to the hospital, and we got there at like I don't know ten five to like five to four yeah. in the morning. We got in there and it was so nice. They had like turned off all the lights. It was oh, like they'd set up this room. It's like mat looking. on the floor. So I could like birth on the, you know, labor on the floor, labor on the bed. Like it was a huge private. Just run around of, and do your thing. Yeah, really. there's a huge bath and, you know, in the bathroom. But you can say huge bar you can go to, just sit up there, have a cocktail, have a whiskey. <laughs> no. So it was like really serene coming into this place. And I just like went straight on the floor, continued laboring. But that's when like it was, mm. I remember the intensity of it. And that's when I asked the midwife. So I was probably there for half an hour. And I said to her, can you see how – because they don't 
they don't check how dilated you are. Why? They, they just don't. Well, they just they don't. Again, do no you. intervention. Yeah. And if you ask for it, they'll say yes. But like the other, when you're in the birthing suites, they they prompt to do mm. it. But um, it's also because that's like a mental thing where mm-hmm. you're like, I'm in yes. so much pain like and I'm pushing and now I'm like, whatever centimeters, I'm not where yeah. I thought I would be. Yes. And so, and this was absolutely what it was. So I asked, I was like, can you check how dilated I am? And I'm thinking like, okay, surely I'm about you know, to. Well, I don't, actually, I don't know what I thought I was, but I guess you're hopeful always mm. that you're going to be more than what you are. So she, you know, did it and then I remember her pulling her hand out. And by this point I was already trickling a little bit. So my waters had broken but they were trickling. Yeah. Mm. And then she pulled her hand out and she was like, oh, um, you're five centimetres. And I remember being feeling so disheartened. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, so I'm only halfway to ten. Like I've got so much more, like longer to go. And I remember turning to Tom and saying like, oh, I don't know. Like maybe I do, maybe I will just get an epidural. Like I can't like, do this, this is, much longer. You know, like this Getting- is intense. And he goes, uh, look, I, how about we get in the bath? We make a bath for you because that's always what you wanted. If, if we make your bath you're really and then there you, for the bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, and then if you want it, then, you know, sure. Um, and as I stood up, my water's just like flooded. Yeah. Like, I was gonna came ask, out. I thought the like, water's broke quite early on. That's how you kind of know. Like in the no, movies, they no. always water's breaking. You're like, and Most then people you have don't break until they're like, in yeah, I didn't know that. Or they break them. That's for a you. great thing to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so they made the bath for me, but I remember standing up and as they were making the bath, I ran to the, um, the shower and I just remember having this like overwhelming feeling of, oh my God, I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> and, just like, and I was oh, going, was like the, the, like, it's like a hurling, like you don't know what to do. So I ran, to the, I like ran to the toilet. I ran to the toilet. P.S. I'm like butt naked. Like, yeah. Are you tiptoeing? No, I wasn't tiptoeing this time. But the noises I was making were next level. Yeah. Like Scream. it's every farm animal and zoo animal, like, just trying them like, all you go, like all of them. So I'm sitting on the toilet and then I'm like, oh, this is not like, I don't need to actually like, shit. Shit. I, I, I just have this intense, I just have a baby. but in my mind, I was like, that's impossible. I was only just five centimeters and like a couple of minutes ago, like how I can't be pushing it anyway. Then I get in the bar. And I kind of went through this weird, like I just went in complete in, the, in Zen another mode, Zen mode. But I remember the midwife kept saying to me, I need you to get up and hold the railings. I just kept lying in the bath and I was like, just were like. you like sinking down? Yeah, so like, lying like, sideways. Really, I just, just like, like completely muzzing Does the out. bath help with the pain? Yes, 100%. Well, for me it did. And then I remember her saying, we need you to sit up and like hold onto the railing every time you're having a surge. And I was like, okay. So I do it, but the feeling was, it stopped being intensely painful. Like it's, it was just super like the pressure and it was like, it was your body took over. It was me going like, like you literally just feel like when you, I I know this is dirty again, but like kind of having no control over a diet, they just say, yeah, but you do have control over it. It's your body. You don't have control over the urge to push. Yeah. That's what it is. Or maybe when you're severely constipated and you have that weird, but do you have an urge to push then? Uh, Uh, After a suppository? Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) That's going to be in real details now. (laughs) I haven't tried that. How about a vomit then? We can, you have to vomit. Yes. So it's like the urge is there. When you're running down the hallway, you're like, yeah. So yeah. The urge, you can't like you can't Hold bring it. on the urge. Can't you just it. it's just there. Gotta let it go. And it's not 
it's it's not uh, like intense the way that contractions to dilate are. Mm. It stops. It ends up just being an urge to push and you can't. But I still didn't realise that I was pushing her out. So, so I just kept really thinking. Push. You were just letting your body My do body it. was just. And, wow. and I remember the mid, I was looking at her going, but I'm only five centimetres. And she kept going like, just Keep you going. go with your body. Your body knows what it's doing. And that's all she kept saying to me. So I was just like, that's yeah, so cool. in the zone, my body knows what it's doing. And then at one point she goes, how about, do you want to just put your fingers up and see if you can feel something? And I was like, go on, fang yourself. (laughs) Okay. And I like put my fingers up and I felt something that was like squidgy. And I thought I was having a prolapse. In my mind, I was like, my What's vagina that? is fucking like falling, falling in on itself. Like, like caving in. You know, <laughs> it's like falls out of your... Falls yeah. out so I was like, oh my God, what is that? That's like, what the hell is that? But I kept it to myself, it's obviously. It's a little squidgy head. <laughs> and, then at, and then I kept pushing, like it kept, those urges kept happening. And then at one point she goes, okay, I'm just going to go get another midwife because we need to assist when like some when when like the baby's coming out and I was like sorry what she goes a couple more pushes and your baby's out wow and I was absolutely like I, gob, I did gob, gob, were you like so happy all of a sudden I, like, I wow. turned to Tom and I was like what do yes. you mean like I've really? done it <laughs> like it was it was insane that and would be the best back, feeling it was ever. pure elation <laughs> and like <laughs> I want that and then and then she's like uh, okay, you know, you're coming. I can see your baby's head. So the second assist came in and they were just standing at the door watching. And she was like kneeling next to me in the bath. Tom got behind me. Didn't you get the, in the bar. mirror out? She got the mirror out, <laughs> yeah. And then um, was like showing me down the bottom. So you were watching? I was between, like between the pushes. And then basically she goes, okay, like, you know, push. But again, didn't coach me. I was like, a, a, a surge is coming like and I'd go to push. Body. And then, like, I could Oop. I could feel the – so, like, the first one kind of went and you're, it's crowning. Yeah. Mm. And then the, the surge stopped and I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. that's good. Like, my body's so not body ready to stretch. getting ready. Well, yeah, yeah, it's getting ready. Because so if you just the first one go, I'd probably tear It's like alive inside on. your body just, like, yeah, going but my body it. just knew – and then it yeah. stopped. And then it was like, yeah, that's what needed to happen. And then it opened and then totally opened for the head. Wow. And then stopped. And then the surge stopped and then I was – and then she said, she goes, one more push and like your baby's out. The Swap. head's out. And it was like, did it? The head came out and, and then the, it was just sitting there just until the, the next surge came again. and then the whole body flew wow. out. Wow. Oh my God. And like, just floating. Just did No one caught her. Little Zoe float up or did she just she stay just at the bottom? She just was in the water. And then, and then I was like, I go, can I, can <laughs> I lift her up? And she was like, yeah, get, get did your baby. Did she have her eyes open in the water like this? I did Looking up at you? It'd be so weird to just see her baby. I remember her kind of be like a torpedo, like sort of on the side, just like rolling around. Yeah. And then I picked her up and just put her on my chest and it was like the, the, pure like it was that's the feeling you've been waiting for your whole life and I actually feel like it it kind of is like you know mean to Zoe that it was like I relived her birth experience was like the I feel like I healed what I missed with Evie too like holding her was like okay wow she's fine she's safe this is what it should have been last time as well um and it was amazing. And then I just did you just get out of the bath? Like, got out of the like, bath. Like, well, I was with her for a bit. Yeah. And did skin to skin. Then after they like they um, we cut the cord. Then I got out. Like handed her to Tom. Got out. And then went and birthed my placenta like in the room. And then just laid on the bed while she and you felt fed. fine. You were just like yeah, fine. Sweet. They were like, do you want a cheese toasty? I was like, love one. They made me two. Smashed them. Like, oh my god! I was drinking yeah. orange juice. I was on a. Were you like? Did you I want an alcoholic? Sorry, no, you go. alcoholic, not yet, no, not yet. 
but I was on such a high like it was extraordinary I'm euphoric really euphoric I'm like, like already like I it was that. insane and they were like like I just I couldn't believe it I was like I just birthed this without anything anything like, all by no yourself one, nothing that's it crazy was crazy like I didn't have one cannula in I didn't have anything the just baby didn't have anything it just it. it just Steph birthed. you need to start an Instagram and just start a little business and we'll be your first clients would you because like that yeah I am what, learning so I much from Steph you to be a doula she's like so educated you're so um interesting to listen to like I can just Look, Listen to you talk having, and not get having bored. Having had both experiences, I'm so like passionate mm. about people having a positive birth experience. If it's possible, if you know, well, like, I mean, I think it is possible it for is possible everyone, for and everyone? it's also, yeah. I think, if anything, it is possible after you've had a bad one to have mm. a good one, you know. And I think that was at least the you know key message that I think a lot of people. Um, that I want people to hear is that it doesn't every birth is so different yeah like one woman can have five yeah, very different I births like I don't want to hear it I just want to hear the good stuff but I also think if you're pregnant you shouldn't listen to and yeah. I did I, I did I listened to all the negative stories mm. and I think in our culture we have such a um like we glorify the gory details yes. or, or that's what people are interested in hearing right mm. you don't often hear the just very routine oh, you know fine. like yeah. well people are embarrassed amazing. to say that even yeah. in like mother's groups yeah. and stuff they just don't say well, anything they always preface it like i feel kind of bad like the yes. two girls that i yeah, know yeah, that have yeah. had good births like i feel really bad to say this but yeah. my birth was really good yeah they always start it like that like, that. like why do you feel bad that's fucking amazing i want to hear Absolutely. more of these mm. and know? i and i also think it's important to remember that like you you and I, Ella, could have the exact same birth yeah. and you could view it as being traumatic and I could view it being incredible. Really good. Yeah. So, like, I think, again, it's all about how – what you want for yourself, mm. what you want out of it, and then how you live that experience. Oh, like how retraining you your mind and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, like, it's – you know, I might want to have – and I actually know someone who had a very similar birth to me where it was like they, they had no intervention mm. – but they absolutely hated it and all they wanted was to have an epidural and they were traumatised that they didn't get one because it was too quick, you know? So I think everyone has a different perspective. They're entering it with a different perspective because they have different expectations. I do think, though, when someone's – when you're screaming out for an epidural and someone goes, it's too late, it's almost like don't say that. Mm. Like so traumatic. You just say, let's just give something else a go. Yeah, like listen. Sometimes if you're saying like, this is what I want, give it to me now, and they're saying like, we're sorry, wait, we can't. The baby's in the birth canal, like we can't. Do it. There's no point. There's no point. It won't work in time. But they need to be like, we can't give it to you. But let's just reframe. Like you know what I mean. But I guess you can't say that when they can't. Someone's not ready to hear it, or someone's not, you know, like in that frame of mind. It's a lot to think about, though. Yeah. I think my biggest question as well to end the birth stories is like. Can, would you recommend, like, Steph and me, like, for our first birth, from your perspective, would you recommend getting an epidural for your first birth because it is quite a shock to the Again, system? it's so different. Like, what, would you rewrite, what type rewrite of... that whole first birth and if you couldn't do it the same way? Like, You know what? Now, having had Zoe, I wouldn't have changed Evie's birth because yeah. I don't think without Evie's birth I would have had, had the birth yeah. that I had with Zoe. Um, but, in like, for me, Evie's birth was you know, very stressful and, you know, traumatic for lack of a better term. Like yeah. it, um, so again, it's what, what do you want out of it? Some people I just want literally say, I want to go in, I want to feel the contractions 
And then I want to go in, I want to have my epidural, I want to know everything's routine mm. and happening fine and then I birth my baby and I get to bond with yeah. the baby. And if that's what you want, then that's that's fine. what you should go for. You know? Yeah, like yeah. I just, can't recommend anything. No, you can't because everyone's is, um, so different. I think I am like fine, I think, with the pain if I know I'm not going to get a C-section. My biggest thing is a C-section or chopping my badge open. But can I just say, that's so I've had I don't, my, don't want any cutting. quote unquote, I've had my badge chopped open yeah. um, with Evie. And one thing that I I was terrified, I don't think I looked at my vagina for six no, weeks after because I, I was like, it's going to be ruined, it's dead, like goodbye vagina, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like having an episiotomy as well, like it's an intense, you know, recovery. Yeah. And, I, and also people just make terrible jokes about like, oh, having sex again, it's like throwing a sausage down a hallway. Yes, and like, that's so, so terrible, terrible, Muriel. So like you get so <laughs> stressed out about what A, your vagina is, what your sex mm. life is going to be like, it's never the same. I think that is really – that was very confronting for me having Evie and I, I just thought, you know. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And it's not. like It was it, fine in the end. Genuinely your like vagina, vulva, whatever you want to call it, is it extraordinarily like – Resilient. It just goes back to exactly the same That's thing. So weird. Okay. Like That's I remember the know. first time like – you know, after postpartum we had Evie and it was like the first time Tom and I were going to have sex again. I was sweating the whole day, freaking out. <laughs> being about like, it. I was literally like a teenager. Oh, so planned it. Well, yeah, I got the clearance from my doctor and I was like, oh, well, like well, we better maybe do we'll it. do it. And I was like an awkward teenager about to have was sex for the awkward? first time. Yeah, we both were. Oh, my God. And then it happened and it was like... <laughs> Oh, because I'm expecting he's going to be like, like, are you okay the whole time? Like, are you allowed to Like, you know, when you're like little. Yeah, probably in the beginning. But it was more just that it was like, I thought his experience was going to be like, this isn't a vagina anymore. And that I was going to be be in pain. So like. And it was fine. So fine. Well, that so is fine. a really good Not thing even, yeah, to know, you know. Steph, thank you for sharing your story. You're very yeah. well. Loved it. Loved it even more the second time, which just goes <laughs> to show you're very, you're a beautiful speaker. Oh, thank you for your And you have so much to say. We have so many more questions, but I think we've been talking for a long time. Yeah. Um, we always finish off with collide advice, which I'm trying to think if you have yours ready. Does it have to be, like, can it be birth related? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the the podcast that really like Australian birth stories yep. I found really helpful if you're pregnant and you know, you feel that that might help mm. you. Um, what's another one? Uh, the hypnobirthing book. If you want to have, even if you want to have an epidural, the hypnobirthing is great to reframe your mind in the early phases of labor. Yep. Um, is there one book or heaps? There's one by, uh, gosh, my brain. Um, Do you want to text it to me and I'll yeah, put them in the yeah, show notes? Marie Mongan, I think her name is. Mm. Um, and she's like sort of the, okay. I guess, founder. That's um, a good, I like that advice. Yeah. Oh, and if you have any more books you want to recommend, let me know yeah. and I'll just put them put in. Put it in. Um, you, Steph? My Collide advice this week... I know it's hard, isn't it? It goes so quick the week and I'm like, what have I done? Oh, I know, my book that I'm reading. Oh, you love reading? My Body by Emily Radajowski. How do you say her last name? I don't know. Yeah, it's quite interested. Emrata by (laughs) Emrata. It's like a really easy read. You'll read it in like three days, but it's conflicting in a lot of ways. It's Mm. like she is claiming her body back, back, but... 
it, you go on this journey with her where she's like obsessed with being sexualized and finds that mm-hmm. as a form of empowerment. And then after a number of terrible experiences, she then wants to reclaim the images of her body back and gets – it's like she almost wants respect in another way. Mm. And it's an amazing read but it's also hard to take all of her lessons about being a woman on because she's so stunning and a model and has built her career on being naked. It's like it's a weird thought process. Mm. You, you don't know whether – yeah, it's a good read, yeah. but it's interesting. Like I've listened to the Call Her Daddy. Yeah, the conversations you could have around it. Um, Elsa? I think I'm going to do class pass. I did my first class today because I've always struggled with where to work out because I'm living over north and then I work in the east and then I'm always like have an excuse. I don't have time in the morning because I'm going to get back yeah. and forth. And now I don't have any excuses because I can work out wherever. And I did my first class this morning and I'm pretty happy with myself. Nice. I did class pass a while ago and it's like good because yeah. try so many different things rather than just being stuck in the it. same gym. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's fine. But um, on that note. Thanks everyone. Bye, bye Zoe. Thanks bye, for joining Zoe. us. Thanks bye. For being yeah. Bye. Yeah.